The following is intended only for mature audiences. Viewer discretion advised. That's right. If you're in a relationship, let me, let me, let me try to help you right now, okay? I'm trying to fucking help you, okay? Okay, first rule, rule one. Stop competing. It's not a fucking competition. That's right. Her success is your success, and your success is her success. Stop competing. Stop it. Welcome back, welcome back, listeners. I am happy to say that it is officially Taking Chances Tuesdays. They're back in effect, you guys. This is your lovely host, Justin. And Burnett. And Quentin. Taking Chances podcast, guys. So I think we should address the elephant in the room right now. (laughs) So season three, we decided to add a little bit of a twist. So we're happy to bring you Taking Chances podcast the visuals <laughs> yes yeah we switch it up a little bit this time every year so, so right? mm-hmm. every every year every season something different we always try to elevate and bring it up with each new season so the three of us are really excited to bring this to you on a visual platform you know our youtube page you know we're going up we're going to be uploading our video podcast and we're also still going to keep it traditional and upload our podcast to all your favorite streaming services so, you know, as always, you know, we want to thank you guys for listening to us, riding with us on each time you level up this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, something that we always do each season is we kind of, you know, fill in the gaps of where you've been at. I guess I'll kickstart it. Um, so I enrolled in my master's program, guys. I did a thing. <laughs> you should, um, right? a student in seven years so this has been a really big adjustment but i mean it's been a definite good adjustment i'm currently at sacred heart and my master's program in strategic public relations and communications and i am about seven weeks in so i'm about to start my next module but it's just crazy to just to be back in the swing of things you know be back on campus and you really just have that discipline. So it's, it's been a really good way to just reintegrate that aspect, aspect of my life and sort of relearn new, new skills, new trades, and also just continue finding out more facets of myself, what I like to do, and just really get back going in there. So I think that's like just, I'm, I'm pretty excited for things to come out of that. How, how about yeah. you guys? What, what's been some new things going on with you? Well, um, as everyone knows, as we mentioned before, I have an ice cream business. Um, I finally got my copyright, so now the logo is copyrighted. Um, and now just, you know, taking steps to just find, you know, brick and mortar and, you know, be established and things like that. Um, also went back to work in person. Uh, so that's tough, going to work every day, nine to five, being in the office. Um, but other than that, yeah, it sucks. Adulting really sucks. Um, but other than that, nothing really big, major. Um, I think that's about it for me. I really don't have any updates. Uh, nothing happened that was too crazy. But uh, I am looking forward to season three. I'm looking forward to the guests that we're going to have. And I think it's going to be a really good season. So I'm happy for all of you guys to join this journey with us, do something new. And just be sure to comment, like, and subscribe. You've got to do those things. It's very important. So we want to continue to engage with you all. And uh, just keep listening, keep watching. Because we got some fire for y'all. So. Yes, we definitely do. And I think. uh, 
Go ahead. So this episode in particular, right, right, right. So before, before we get into this episode, this episode I would, is going to highlight a series of a series of different episodes that are going to follow in the spirit of this episode. So as you all know, this month is Black History Month. So for this season, we wanted to curate some content episodes specifically geared to highlighting different issues amongst our people, but also, you know, put positive spins on different things that are, you know, going on within our communities, whether or not it's, you know, things like love, things in our education systems, things, you know, as Black entrepreneurship. They got a full roster of content and also guests from different walks of life. So you guys are really in for a treat. So to kickstart our our series of episodes, we have a very special episode, you know, titled and planned around Black love. But this time we're going to talk about Black marriage. So in the past seasons, you know, we've talked about the perspectives of Black love, you know, within the singlehood, also within the relationshiphood. But we never really got into the, the marriage aspect of Black love. You know, nowadays in our generation, most people... They, you know, they struggle to get to that final marriage state. But in this episode, we have a very special couple who I think really, truly define Black love at its finest. But, you know, I'm going to pass it over to Burnett and Q because these two are two very special people near and dear to their hearts. And I feel like I want to make sure that they get the just, just do and the due diligence for their beautiful story. Absolutely. So, I mean, we'll definitely get into that later in terms of the connection and all of that, but I really want to just take this moment to highlight Mr. and Mrs. Vladimir Michelle, Um, but I also have to give Jasmine her distinction as well. Jasmine Michelle. Um, When I met Jasmine, she was not a Michelle. She was Jasmine Meikle. Um, And I'll get into that later as to how Jasmine and I both met, but I want to talk about them. It's all about them today. I want to highlight them. I want to give them all the celebration, the love, the support, because Black love, Black marriage, it's so beautiful. I know that it's not something that gets highlighted often, but I'm glad that society and the way things are, we are starting to move in a way where we do highlight this because it's really important to set up that in our community and show people that Black people do get married. Black people do have healthy relationships. But anyways, back to the Michelles. So, Jasmine and Vlad, they met at their alma mater, SUNY Cortland. Um, They had their first date in December of 2013. And they actually went to the Brooklyn Bridge for their first date. And I don't know, y'all crazy for doing that in December, y'all. Like, in December, y'all went to Brooklyn Bridge. I know it was cold outside, or as we That's say- That's dedication. Yeah, I know it was cold <laughs> outside, for real. So um, they started dating and they made their relationship official in June of 2014. Yup, yup, they made it official. And then in 2016, in August, Jasmine began law school at Drake University in Des Moines, Iowa. And from that point is when their relationship officially went long distance for a little bit. But soon thereafter, Vlad moved to Iowa in early 2017 in the winter. I don't know what it is with them in the winter. (laughs) But I remember Jasmine was telling everyone at school, like, Vlad's going to come and they're going to move in together. So we're like, shit, when is he coming? And I kid you not. Vlad packed his bags. He made that drive from New York to Iowa, drove through the mountains of Pennsylvania, and 
they did it. They moved in together and they, they did it. They got engaged in November 2018 um, at the National Museum of Dance in Saratoga Springs, New York. Their wedding was set for September 12, 2020. But unfortunately, due to COVID and COVID restrictions, they had to downsize their wedding and they had a small intimate gathering in front of their close family. Um, but a year later, on September 12, 2021, they were able to celebrate their one year anniversary and they had the wedding of their dreams and they got to celebrate with friends and family. I was there and it was the time of our lives. I mean, it was a beautiful union to witness. I can and, tell from these photos. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. You see these photos? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I'll let them plug the photographer, but I mean, beautiful photos, phenomenal. I mean, just everything was elite, elite and classy, okay? The Michelles did not come to play, <laughs> like, okay? I mean, I'll let them talk, but I'm just giving, you know when I stamp it, it's official. Uh, and just a fun fact, we can bring them in. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Call me in the middle sipping my, my tea over here. Your father, your father. <laughs> but a fun fact, there would be no Taking Chances podcast if it wasn't for these two individuals here today. They probably don't realize that, I mean, or never thought of it that way, but without them, there wouldn't even be a Taking Chances podcast. There wouldn't be this platform. It wouldn't exist. And um, that's really because they are the reason why we were able to connect <laughs> right. with each other. Um, I met Jasmine because of a program called CLEO, which is short for the Council on Legal Education Opportunity that helps minorities with their process and journey to becoming lawyers. So we both did the CLEO program in 2016. And then after doing um, CLEO, we both attended Drake University together as in a cohort. We were CLIC students. So Jasmine and I, along with uh, another student, we were CLIC students and we kind of held each other down during the law school process. We were there for each other and made it feel more at home. And honestly, um, it wasn't until Vlad even moved. It was like, dang, now we have somebody else from New York. Like everybody was just so sick of us. Like, cause me and Jasmine were both from New York. I mean, I'm from Brooklyn, Jasmine's from Long Island, but it was just everywhere we went in schools, like, oh, those two New York girls, mm -hmm. New York girls. Like they couldn't stand yep. us. But then when Vlad came, I was like, yes, more New Yorkers. Like <laughs> we were in Iowa. So I just having that piece of room, people could relate to you and felt so much more like cozier, homier, if that's even a word, but um, just having them, it was life-changing. And now y'all are basically family for me. I mean, y'all are <laughs> so, yeah, but we can talk about um, that. Uh, true. So basically, there is no start where I knew Jasmine because I've known nope. Jasmine my entire life because mm -hmm. Jasmine is my first cousin. Yep. Um, and she would also say she is the favorite cousin. <laughs> Um, Ooh, from who? Oh, of yours? Yes. Oh, bet money. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, I'm your favorite cousin. Exactly. Um, so I've known Jasmine 28 years now. So there, there is no, we have 
been to each other's graduations, uh, sweet sixteens. So you know we we have that relationship, and she just said, "Oh yeah, you'll uh, like my friend, uh, and even if y'all don't end up dating, you'll be best of friends." And you know that just started the relationship, and that. Uh, created the opportunity for us to even go to St. Martin with last year and have this whole sit down of like we should do a podcast and then out of that came this so mm-hmm. they definitely if it wasn't for the Jasmine and Vlad we wouldn't have taken chances podcast guys y'all are sweet like we're humbled but like I, <laughs> no idea I mean can y'all paint can y'all pass some of that energy over in this corner? I just, I mean, I have to say, like, I, I, I love that just, just seeing you two married and seeing from that unison came, you know, this beautiful couple of Burnett and Q. I love that. It's like, can y'all just like, you know, pass some of that energy over here so I can hear <laughs> some of that energy. Bring it if I find someone worth your time, Justin, yes. Cause I'm not, I will not set somebody up if I don't think their energies will match. That is true. You're the queen matchmaker here. So I'm, I'm trusting you. <laughs> but uh, I, I definitely want to take time to formally say congratulations to you both. I mean, I wasn't able to be there, but like I've heard about this beautiful union. I've met you guys in person. I've seen just how beautiful your love and your unison in is. And I always tell Burnett and Q, like, you know, I love seeing positive examples of real black love and real uplifting of you know each other's partners because i really think it's something that's it's rare nowadays but just to be able to see you know you know Burnett and q but also now you two like it's amazing so congratulations to you both thank, thank you. you thank you thank you, thank you. Really appreciate that. of course of course hopefully i'm at the next wedding okay <laughs> i'm trying to convince him to make it a yearly thing i got shut down I, yeah definitely not a yearly thing maybe like five ten years you know, renew vows. We shall see. I think the next party would be whenever we start having kids, but that's of course. conversation. Of course. Hold, hold, hold the tea now. That's an exclusive. You got to get into the question. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I'm sorry. Um, so that's also, but that's also another fun fact because I always say this that they put the pressure now on me and Burnett. Oh my God. Because of how the family dynamic is. Yeah. Um, so Jasmine has two uh, older siblings who are both married. Um, Jasmine was in her brother's wedding, and that's the day after is when they got engaged. Yeah. Right. So being that that was the day after, then it's now looking at Quentin because I'm the next in line when yeah. it comes to age. Yep. Uh, who's getting married next? Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So if y'all don't know, I'm older than Quentin by like, what, a few months? Yeah, yeah, five, four, four months. months. Yeah, four yeah. months. So by age, it is him, and then we have your brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's really Uncle Amon's fault. Yeah. There should be no pressure. Do it when you're ready, but no, I do, do, it do it when, when you're ready. ready. It's when you're ready. Yeah, I, I agree, but that still doesn't take the pressure off that me being that because yeah. I'm the only one that of my siblings that is in relationship. True. I mean, I mean, yeah. That's but, just a part of being a Caribbean household. Yeah. I mean, that is also true. Yeah. You know, grandma's old. Grandma wants to see great grandkids. So, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh. Listen. Oh. <laughs> 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 
it's just funny because on the day of your wedding, your grandmother asked me when I'm getting married. <laughs> she knew. I was like, you know, that's an interesting question to ask me. Let's talk mm. to your grandson about that. Mm. You don't we love this. Yeah. We love this. Speak this mirror into this future, because I've, I've been I've been telling Brenna it's something about men with Q's in their last name. She got to go Q's in their first name. She got to go one. She yeah yeah. He's he has great. always been saying that. No, yeah. it, I mean I'm also it's so, biased because he's family, but like he's great. He's amazing. It's not about us. Today. <laughs> <laughs> this is not about us. <laughs> 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 the whole thing, like we love you guys, and that's why we put y'all together. Like we introduced y'all to everything. Like we manifested. So of course. It. Yes. We want happiness and greatness for y'all too. Right. Cause if it wasn't for Vlad, we wouldn't even be together. Because Vlad sent that text message and that solidified everything. Ah damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it was from the heart. You know, was, I, I felt it. I just put it out there and see, mm-hmm. see what happens. And I'm thankful for on the top on the topic of beautiful commitment. I want to dive into some of the questions that we have for you guys. I think it's important that, you know, we give get some perspective from you guys about how the married life is, what different things that you felt like you look forward to in marriage and, and you know, how it's been since you guys have been married. Mm-hmm. So the first question that I have for you is how do you feel that your commitment to one another has grown within this marriage? You want me to go first or you want to go first? Absolutely, ladies first. Okay, so I would say our commitment in the marriage and like, how we've grown since being married. So, I don't know. I think when we started and we started living together and then getting married, like having that time frame, I don't see a lot has changed. I think it's more so like our goals together started becoming more uniform and we talk more about how we want our future to look and how we want it to be shaped and like what our intention is with kids and houses and like, what we want to do with stuff. So I would say like being committed during the marriage is like every, I think it's like every couple of weeks or so, we'll like sit and talk and like put the screens down and like actually be like, okay, how are you doing? Like, how are you doing? Like, I don't want to hear about work. I don't want to hear about any of that. Like, what is going on in your head? Like, are we good? Are things good? Like, is there something that I've been doing in the last since the last time we talked that like, has been better, that's been worse, like, talk to me. You know, it's like that monthly check-in that we do with one another, and it's very helpful because it gives us both real honest perspectives of like, what, like, opening our eyes of just like, what our, what our spouse needs. So I think that has been something that we've implemented since being married. Yeah. What do you think? I feel like, just to piggyback off that, I feel like we've had this feedback mechanism thing going on just to kind of chime up with each other of how like each other's feeling, yeah. you know? Because even though, yeah, we're a couple, we're still two different entities. We have different mindsets. So if I don't know what she is really going through, I'm not a mind reader, I got to check in. Yeah, I think it all stems from two, like, so we both come from divorced households. Mm-hmm. And as much as I like props to my parents, they're the best. Like I love his parents too. They're absolutely amazing. I think it's from seeing them struggle a little bit. We're like, okay, we don't want to, do that so like we're we like even in our first set of vows we we committed like i'm choosing every day to walk through life with you like i don't care about everybody else i don't care about friends i don't care about family 
the end of the day, it's you and me and whatever we have on our backs. Mm-hmm. Like, so we personally just valued like the person that it was. And then after that, everything kind of just fell into place. Yeah, I, I feel like for me, um, to put more into that is just like being intentional with what we wanted, you know, and that is something that allowed us to grow within our relationship. I mean, it's not all peaches and cream now, but of course we, I felt like we had to go through those situations to gain that experience and gain that wisdom mm-hmm. for the long run. And we're still in the middle of it now, you know, it's something that never ends. We just go through cycles, go through transitions, and that's how we learn more about each other and we continue to grow in love. Um, so I feel like it's all intentions. Everything's a choice, but if you put your intentions behind it and also set aside the ego, mm-hmm. you know, um, which I've had to do many a times. Me um, too. I say same with her. And those are things that allows us to stay committed and grow together. I think that that's beautiful. I think I think it's a good segue because one thing that one thing that I saw within, you know, both of you answers is that there's kind of like this shared mindset of, you know, what my intentions are and also factoring in, you know, what my intentions are based off of like who I am as a person and what my intentions are based off of, you know, who we are together. So like, Burnett kind of told me that you guys, you know, have kind of different backgrounds. One, you know, came from the suburbs and one came from Queens. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like, you know, with both of those different backgrounds, how do you feel like what you know, what challenge does it bring, you know, to your communication? Or how do you feel, I guess, being from different backgrounds, are you able to blend those backgrounds and sort of figure out, you know, better ways to communicate or just, you know, continue reinforcing that shared intention for the both of you guys? Um, I would say like, so since I'm the one who's from the suburbs, like I am definitely a hothead. Like mm-hmm. I, I will go off on somebody and I don't care. I'm kind of like a pit bull in that sense. And it's good and bad. Like it's good in the sense of when he's not willing to go and fight somebody, I will sit there and I will go guns blades and I will fight somebody. I, I don't care kind of thing. It's bad when we're, when him and I are in a fight or we're talking or we're trying to figure things out. Like I'll sit there and be like, I don't want to deal with this. And he's like, you need to talk about this Jasmine. Like he's way more, I feel like if you actually talk to us, you would, like our personalities, I would be the one from the city and he'd be the one from the suburbs because he's more calm and chill and just like, mm-hmm. he gets it. And I'm the one like, now I'm like, lucky if you buck, bro, like I'm coming for you. Like, <laughs> I feel like that, but then again, like, I think at the same time, like I grew up with a lot of privilege to a sense, in a sense too, like, my parents were able to provide for a lot, so I was able to get essentially everything that I ever needed. Not that I wanted, but that I needed. Like, they didn't really struggle for that. Um, even though they're not together, my parents are very good at their communication and how they dealt with us through their divorce. So, like, if I needed something from my mom or from my dad, it was a phone call away, and I would normally get it within reason. Um I think too, sometimes like with that, when Vlad and I started dating and he started meeting my parents, he realized that there was a lot of things that like I didn't need from him because my parents could provide or I was used to this standard of living like little, I'm I'm very bougie. Like he kind of was like, okay, we gonna need you to stop that. Humble yourself real, real quick. 
And like, I never got, I never had a cap on what my potential was. And my parents always like, you can do whatever you want. I don't care. Like, you wanna go work at McDonald's? Great, but you need to own that fucking McDonald's. Like, you wanna go do this? You better own that. You want, like, when I wanted to be an attorney, my parents were like, yeah, you make great money, but they're going, here's all the work you gotta do for it. If you want that, you need to do it. So I think in that sense of like, when we started getting together, he was seeing that drive and that determination. And no offense to you, babe, and I love you. He didn't have that right away. Like when we were in undergrad, he was definitely lax and cool and whatnot. And I think for you, you kind of had it, but didn't like you were on the teeter a little bit, like teeter tottering of like where you wanted to go, what you wanted to do. And for me, I was like, nah, this is what I want. Because I I never had a cap put on me. My parents were like, just do it. Do whatever it is. If you fail, you fail. do well you do well you actually raise a good point because you br- you brought up your history in terms of being an undergrad mm-hmm. um how i mean i know you guys met at suny count portland but how did you guys meet like what what led you guys to each other when you guys were there and like what did that look like if y'all were on I me mean, i mean i could take it from my perspective Honestly, I felt like it was spontaneous. Mm-hmm. And if you want to take on a ph- philosophical tip, well, we met, we were, so we were both RAs. So um, going to college, you know, there's RA training. Mm-hmm. And I came in late, uh, like like super duper late because a whole bunch of traffic, mm-hmm. my dad driving me and whatnot. So uh, when I came in, got settled and everyone was split up in the groups doing icebreakers um i just tried to fit in with my staff and do what i can and there was you have to explain the icebreaker dude well i'm I'm, I'm (laughs) um so the type of icebreaker that that we did get into was pretty much like just in circles and um we everyone was split up between different buildings so no was that not not no it was the inner circle and the outer circle so they had one circle going one way Uh one circle going the other way and they were, it's kind of like musical chairs. I mean, essentially, so you're going, I was in the roundabout. Yeah, so you're going in circles and they like play music and they would stop and then they would pose a question to you. So we were going and it was kind of bad. So everybody has a pass. Yeah. I was sitting there and I was talking to one of my staff members. I see Vlad from across the, like the courtyard. I was and I was foolish. like, okay, he's cute. I'm a fucking before the end of the year. My staff member's like, <laughs> before the end of the year, bet my, uh, I'm going to do it. And she's the like, bonus for me. <laughs> I was like, okay, so we, he joins the circle and I'm just like, okay, I got to do the stupid icebreaker. And we ended up landing on each other. I was and, trying to figure out what was really going on and trying to like get up to speed because I did miss a lot. Mm-hmm. So we landed on each other, and the question that they posed to us was talk about your hometowns. And I was like, oh my God, man. It was like, everybody's from Long Island. Nobody really knows where my part of Long Island is because I'm on the border of Queens and Nassau County. So we land on each other. I was talking to him. I was like, okay, I'm from Valley Stream. Here's like, and he looks at me and he's like, you're from Valley Stream. And I'm like, Uh, And I was like, I'm from Rosedale. And I was like, no, you're not. And he's like, yes, I am. So at that point, we clicked. And Mm -hmm. like, we're talking about, here's the mall, here's this. Like, did you go here? Did you go here? Realized we had mutual friends that we never crossed paths from one another. Like, weird. And I think after that, we 
see each other on campus every now and again. Every and yeah, saying like hi and bye type of thing. Um, saw each other maybe once or twice at a couple parties. Um, eventually, it came a point where like I saw her at one of our um, dining halls. And I was like, we always keep saying hi and bye together. Like, do we just want to get some meet up, get some food together at some point? So it was pretty much me asking her out, but like, are you better on campus? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so that's when uh, we finally linked up and we had a conversation for hours, as if we were like old friends or like just old souls that just reconnected in a way. It's kind of freaky in a sense of like how it felt that way, but it just felt natural. Yeah, I think our first date, we were sitting in the, sitting in Corey for like, what, three hours? Cause it was, I ended class and I had practice at six. Yeah. And I, my phone started blowing up at five with my teammates going, we gotta go to practice, we gotta go to practice, we gotta practice. And I'm like, oh shit, I need to leave. <laughs> like, I need to go get mm -hmm. dressed. Wow, that that's, that's crazy because the way y'all talk about y'all meeting and having mutual friends that never crossed paths and talking for three hours, is the same exact way me and Burnett are. Oh, really? It's, it's really creepy. Like, it's literally like listening to myself talk. And it's like, it's really crazy because we have mutual friends and, and they interact. Our mutual friends interact with each other. We have never like crossed paths. Mm -hmm. Well, it was wild when Clyde's mom was alive. My best friend's mom and his mom they came from like, Haiti together. They were close. Wow. Went yeah, went to school together, yeah. everything. Like she knew knows his family. And I was like, uh, Miss Gladys, the hell? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Wow. So that was destined to be. Mm-hmm. Timing. Divine timing. I mean, mm -hmm. even talking like listening to you two talk, like I've been out with Quentin and Burnett and like their their story of how they met and how like their friends are intermingled. Even like, even how much knowledge Quentin has of Bridgeport where me and Burnett went to school together. It's like, it's, it's creepy. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. It'd be like um, that. So talk to us about the journey because you know, you guys have gone through meeting each other. You guys have gone through dating each other. And now you guys have gone to the stage of marrying each other. What are some things that you do to kind of keep the spark going or the spark or what, what are some ways that have kept the spark going through each stage of your relationship? Okay. Um, so big component to that is quality time for me. I know we love, we're big foodies. So we love checking out different restaurants. That's where a bit of our bougie side starts coming in. Like where we want to check out this new spot either in Charlotte or if we were back in New York, we want to check it out. Um, and we would try just tasting different foods. And that sparks different conversations of how we feel about those foods or different drinks that we're sipping on. Um, and then that goes even further into us just having those conversations uh, about like how we're feeling, uh, what's new or what we learned. Um, and then on the other side, when it comes to sex life, it, you know, that, that that's another component that's necessary too, um, to keep it lively. Um, well, I think he's more like, how do we do that? And I think it's because like we talk, um, we definitely realize like we're always willing to try new stuff yeah. at least once. So like we'll try something and we'll be like, eh, I don't really like that. Let's try something else and whatnot. So like I think about every once a month, like once every couple months, we like Google search a brand new restaurant that we've never been to and we're like, okay, based on the reviews, we want to try this. Mm -hmm. um, we'll try a new activity. Like I think last year, I think it was my birthday or your birthday. 
think it was for my birthday. We went indoor skydiving. Like that was fun. Like mm. even though we got shut down during the pandemic for a lot of stuff, we have a bucket list of like places we want to travel yeah. to. We went to like to the trampoline house in Iowa. Oh yeah, for my 25th birthday. That yeah. was fun. So like that was an we thing. have a lot of impromptu things that we like have on a list like on our phones that will be like okay let's cross this off and try to do this this weekend or like try to do this in the next couple months or something like that so like that keeps the spark alive yeah. a little bit i mean at the same time like we i don't know like we listen to a lot of podcasts we listen to a lot of and like radio shows yeah we talk about how we feel about stuff so it's like unlocking that second part of your spouse or your significant other is kind of what keeps it alive Cause like we've been together what? We've been, we've been married one year, almost two, and then we've been together for almost nine. Almost nine, like eight Ooh. years. Eight yeah. years. We started, we've known each other for like nine. We've been together for yeah. Eight years. So like we met when I was nineteen and he was twenty-one. So I'm twenty-eight now, and he turns thirty in in, a few, in like a week. In yeah, a week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we've been together a while. So it's kind of like there's still parts of him that like I don't know. Or parts of me that he doesn't know, and it's like poking and prodding to like rediscover this person. Yeah, but um, I, just to add more into that, I feel like for us, the way that we're able to get to this point and get through each transitional phase in our lives is how we deal with the challenges. Mm-hmm. You know, um, a big part of that has been our financial challenges, um, where we come from two different backgrounds and different ways of managing money. I mean, we've gone through the lows of the lows where. So if I didn't have enough gas in my car, she, I would have to take her car and then vice versa, you know? So anywhere we can help out each other in the midst of going through the struggle, that those are the things that, at least for me, like really made it known like this, like she's the one, she can hold it down for me when I'm in need. So that goes to what I was even gonna ask, cause marriage is often looked at as this final concept and how did you both know? Because I don't want to put it on one person. Because I feel like people always ask the man, like, well, how did you know she was the one? I feel like, nah. Like, I'm going to ask you both. Like, how did you both know that this was the person you wanted to make the decision to spend the rest of your life with? And was that something you vocalized while dating? Um, yes. So it got vocalized, I think, later in our relationship. Like, I think it was probably when I moved to Iowa that it solidified like, yes, you are like, you are it. But I think it was to probably my my senior year. I think it was my senior Senior year when Vlad's mom got sick. So Vlad's mom died of ovarian cancer. And when he, his mom got sick, the first phone call he made was to me and I was at work. So I was sitting there and I was at work uh, and I was getting ready to go to class. And I get the phone call and I stop and I'm like, okay, what do you need from me? Like immediately, I didn't even ask him how I was doing. Like, what do you need? Like, do you need my support? Do you need this? Do you need that? And after I left class and whatnot, I called my mom to tell her. And my mom actually put that in my head. She goes, Jasmine, you have a choice to make. She goes, you can be his rock and be with him or you can decide whether or not this is for you. And she goes, dealing with a sick parent is something that people really don't deal with until they're in their, until they're later in their life. She's mm-hmm. like, if you love him and you want to be with him, you're going to have to start treating this woman like she's your mother-in-law. And I was like, like, and it clicked. And I was like, 
no, she is my mother-in-law. Like, she is my second mom. So, no. He's like, people were like, well, you should break up with him because he has all this family drama. And I was like, why would I break up with someone because they have family drama? Like, his family is my family. They love me as much as I love them. So, of course, I want to stand there with him. So, I think it was, like, from that diagnosis to moving in everything, like, I, I, was, I was intentional in the sense of, like, I'm not going anywhere. You have to tell me you want me to leave. Otherwise, no. I'm not like, this is it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Um, I mean, for me, it's been through a series of events, but especially the part of my mom being ill and fortunately passing away. Um, like, I felt like it was just a whole trifecta of things, of feelings that I've had. And in the past, when we first started dating, I didn't know how to really mm-hmm understand my feelings or express it to you. So I went through my own process. Um, But surely um, with my ability to move to Iowa and us living together, those are feelings that I had with myself. Like those were, um, how can I say it? Reinforcements uh, for myself to know like, yes, she's the one, she's the one. Um, I'm, I'm like instead of thinking logically with my head, I think with my heart a little bit of like, yeah, this is real, this is legitimate, this can happen, it's okay, you can feel it. Like, like these are things I kept on feeling, and it came to that point where like I knew I wanted to do it. Um, there's a part of me that I wanted to do it on, and I will propose to you when my mom was alive, but at the same time, with where my mom was at with her health, you know, that was like kind of my first attention and priority at the time yeah and i think it's just like taking that step back realize they had me realize like no you need to be there for him and you love Mm -hmm. him and things will happen when they're supposed to happen i think what was it probably your two of us living together he was getting ring pictures i was like so when is this happening yeah you you would make it real obvious i was like we have a time clock dude like i'm not trying to sit here and be dating for seven years no you you get five Let's speed this shit up. Jasmine, did you know or have any idea that Vlad was going to propose to you when he did? Um, The day of, yes. Before that, no. And I, so let me preface that. Vlad is not very nervous about anything. Like he's a big daredevil. He'll go and do stuff. Like things don't really freak him out. Like at my brother's brunch, he was acting mad weird. And I was like, dude, are you okay? Like. Like, do you need yeah, to shit? I, like, I, I, was, I was actually real <laughs> Yeah, and I was just sitting there like, <laughs> what are we doing? So then afterwards, my brother asked me, he's like, hey, are we hanging out? And I'm looking at him and I'm like, bro, I have a flight to catch in like three hours. Can I like put on sweatpants and go sit and relax because I have to fly back? Like I have a final in two weeks. Like I need to start studying for finals because law school finals freaking suck. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was just trying to like, get my life together the two of them are like no no we need to hang out we need to hang out and i'm just like oh my god i hate you both so much (laughs) at that point because vlad was acting nervous and because i had people asking me like where like are we hanging out are we hanging i was like you know what something's going on what the hell are y'all trying to get me to do like are like did we win the lotto am i pregnant and i don't know like what is happening? I think the most obvious point when we arrived at the National uh, Dance Museum, uh, there was, well, one of the photographers that I hired 
but she was actually like kind of suspicious too, where she asked us to take part in like a photo shoot yeah, for, at that point I for some documentary that she just made up mm -hmm. so she wouldn't know. But it came to a point where we were doing like prom like like yep. photos, like holding each other. <laughs> and she was like, okay, this is weird. Why are we doing mm -hmm. this? I think and I said I, that to you. I was like, yeah. this is my Mm -hmm. Then it came to a point, um, she had you like walk ahead of me mm -hmm. and then I got in my position and then you turn around, I had the box open, tears started coming out I and she away. walked away from me <laughs> without saying that. I'm sorry, like I knew I was going to cry. You don't want ugly pictures. <laughs> I mean, you had the raccoon eyes. I did. Bit, Why do you think there's no engagement pictures in the house? We have one. That's it. Well, the most yeah, the, the one that yeah, yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so but, but yeah, I, I think that that was those were her signs that she knew something was coming up. But the ways in which that I would do it at that moment, I don't think she really knew mm -hmm. or expected it like that. Yeah, because nobody knew except y'all. Yeah. So Vlad told me he confided in me and our other friend Bevan when we all went to brunch. I forgot mm -hmm. the name of the spot, but um, we had all went to brunch and. Um, uh, off the mimosas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At that point, Jasmine was like, oh, Sunday. yeah, she was like, I'm going to go to the bathroom. So I'm like, all right, like, cool, whatever. Didn't think anything of it. And Vlad's like, look, guys, like, I got to tell you something. <laughs> I'm like, what do you have to tell us? Great and things happen over he, mimosas. He, he told yeah. us. And I was like, wow. Because I think coming from my point of view, I had really seen like the trajectory of the relationship. Like they did have a lot of things happen so fast. I mean, I was present. I remember Vlad, your mother being sick. Um, and then I remember, you know, unfortunately her passing and law school was just hard, right? And like just us living in Iowa, it was just like punch after punch after punch. And I know y'all had it rough too because Vlad, you were also in school. Like, yeah. it wasn't just Jasmine was in school, but I was also attending grad school, but y'all was also both working. So it was just, it was a lot. We were really like, I guess not full adulting, but yeah. damn near. And um, just to see that you felt real comp, you were confident in that decision. And I just was like, just uh, my heart burst because I was like so happy to know that you know, you felt comfortable at that point in time to say, you know what, I'm doing this. Like, and it was like almost the perfect timing because it wasn't like when we just started law school, but it was on our way out. So you guys could begin to prepare for real adult life mm -hmm. and not have to worry about all that law school and grad school stuff. Like you guys were pretty much getting ready to go on to the next chapter. So mm -hmm. it was just nice to see that like, take place and it gave us something really to celebrate like even with graduation and everything like, yes. like the wedding's coming the wedding's coming oh, yeah. you know? so it was it was great it was great it was fun i want to i want to piggyback off a, a point Renette made about just the the conflict you know aspect of being in a relationship i think um for the, our single listeners there's just this this viewpoint now going around nowadays that like people tend to quit when the situation is hard or tough or you know there's a factor of not knowing how to communicate with one another in relationships nowadays how do you both deal with conflict resolution as a married couple 
communication, communication, communication. <laughs> so that was what we based our relationship on. So when we started dating, when there was a conflict, I'd be like, we need to talk about this. Like, I'm not talking to other people. We need to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's the thing is that when we talk, we like actually talk. Like, like I said, no screens, no anything. We like have a full conversation. Conflict resolution sometimes looks very different depending on what we're fighting about or what we're what the conflict is like if it's something where it's a budget that's super easy for us like we're like okay here's how much we make here's how much the thing here's how much x is here's how much we just save boom 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 very easy when it's something where like the other person's feelings are hurt or if it's i don't know like time communication like somebody feels a little bit more like yeah like I'll feel like I'm consumed with my work because since I work from home now, like he'll come home and like for me, work is home and he goes out to work every day. So he'll be like, Jasmine, it's eight o'clock and you get off the computer. You're like, okay, like, I'm sorry. But like dealing with those conflicts, it's talking. And I think the best piece of advice I ever got was it's okay to go to bed angry and to talk about it in the morning. Yeah. So a lot of times, like, I'll literally sit there and be like, I need you to go away for an hour. Cause I'm not somebody who can talk about something right away. I need, I need time to step away and to like cool off because otherwise I know I'm going to say something that I don't mean. And I had to learn that of her. Yeah. I was the type of person like, all right, it just happened. Let's talk about it right away. Mm-hmm. So at least we can get out in the open and then we can move forward. Yeah. That doesn't work with me. Me getting to know her mm-hmm. that she has to let it, she has to sit with it and let it process within herself on how to move forward. I had to kind of dial back a bit and just let her be the way that she needs to. Whether it's me going to the other room or hell, if there were times like I had to not be in the bed, it, it'd be like that. Mm-hmm. But as long as within the next day, we're able to come together. Yeah. Um, that's it's where the resolution It's typically a 24-hour period. Like, we, we're like, I'll be like, mm-hmm. tonight we need to talk about this. Yeah. And I'll be like, okay. So I think that's the biggest way we deal with our conflicts. Like I said, it also depends on what kind of conflicts it is. Like, some conflicts you don't resolve right away, and it takes months and months of months of conversations and dealing with it to really move on. Like, I would tell single listeners, like... If it feels right to you, do that. Like, I'm not, t- I don't wouldn't want them to be in a situation where they feel like they need to stick it out because they don't know what's going to be on the other side. Like, your gut is normally right. So if you feel like it's better for you to stick it out, stick it out. If it's not, you need to go. Because, you know, God ain't going to show you things more than once. Like, if he's showing it to you two, three times that you need to go, you need to go. Like, yeah, right. that's facts. Um, I think yeah. Well, yeah. Um, another part of that is like being intentional with like who you're messing with. Uh, especially like there are times where one person has their one perspective and then you're going to have your perspective. And when it's clashing, you want to see like who's going to be the winner. But as a couple, you know, if that happens, both of y'all are defeated. Mm-hmm. Um, but it takes where, at least for me, like I know if I got to take the L, you know, mm-hmm. and I got to hold myself accountable. If, if it's something that we talked about before and it's one of our values and like I effed up on that, I, I, I got to hold myself accountable. Yeah, and me the same. That. If there's something we've talked about that he's like, you need to stop doing this and I do it, it's like, okay, no, that's my bad. Like, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have mm-hmm. done that. And, and it happens. 
Like you don't want nah, you guys are uh y'all are definitely dropping some gems. Like I feel like this is probably going to be an episode I replay just for my own my own yeah, nah, because like realistically, I mean we're not married, but a lot of the things that we're discussing I can relate to and I can understand what you're saying. And I think that it is different, like what you're saying, Jasmine. Like there are people who are in scenarios or situations they don't need to be in. Right. Mm -hmm. And yeah, maybe if someone does something that disrespects you or disrespects a boundary, you should go. You shouldn't, it shouldn't even be a yeah. talk about it. <laughs> no, exactly. it should be if you told that person that you have that boundary and they keep violating it, right. You need to mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you know, we don't really have to like go into all the red flags, even though I do have a question for you after this. But I think what you're saying is important with regard to you have to know where you're at and who you're with, right? Like Vlad, you kind of said, you have to know who you're dealing with and it affects just like what that looks like. But I think for people who are in serious relationships, like if you're in a relationship, a long-time relationship, you kind of should be able to understand what the Michelles are saying because it's not gonna always be peaches and cream, but you do have to figure out how to work out those type of scenarios for the better of you guys. Cause if you don't, you both take a L. It's not like I win, you lose. Nah, we both took a L. Like if yeah. we can't communicate, if we can't work things out, we're both like at a loss. It's so, exactly. you have to change your mindset. It's when you're not attacking the person, it's attacking the situation. Like, yeah. I, and figuring, yeah. And figuring That's a powerful out, statement. Right, and figuring yeah. out like, what's what is causing us to maybe not understand each other in this moment right like is it something that i have to deal with and come back we'll table it and come back but it's like it's it's so powerful what y'all are saying so i really do receive this message i do i got my notepad under the table y'all <laughs> <laughs> Too many we're still working things out every day you know every day is new. every day process every day as much as everybody else does um what do y'all have to say to the singles or just people who believe that one faithful people don't exist or two there's no point in marriage because it's essentially just a piece of paper um Okay, so I would say the I would I'll, let me the first I know part. it's a loaded question because it is a loaded question and I would say like to single people who are like they they're looking for faithfulness and whatnot I would say like it depends on what you're looking for if you if you're looking for a customizable relationship and that's what you want seek that out if you're looking for monogamy seek that out too but you have to be very clear in what you want if you want to be friends with benefits tell that person because you don't know what they're going to be cool with or what they're not going to be cool with like there's a lot of things that people are willing to accept if you're honest with them up front so i think for like when vlad and i started out like we didn't start dating right away like we were definitely friends with benefits for a while mm -hmm. and we were intentional about like no this is what we are this is what we're doing and it built into something because we talked about it and we were just both open and honest the entire time. And I feel like people forget that honesty goes a long way. Um, I would say if you're single, like first figure out what it is that you want. And then once you figure out what it is that you want, then go into the universe and try to find it. And don't back down from what you want. If you have a standard, keep that standard. 
Also make sure your standards are realistic. Like, yes. don't want a millionaire if you ain't got millionaire money or millionaire assets and whatnot. Like, yes, you want someone to take care of you, but sometimes those diamonds in the rough are the people who make the best partners because they're willing to grow and struggle and they're going to fight for what they want also. So I feel like it's a double-edged sword. Like, you figured out that way. And then the marriage question, what was that? Um, there are people who just feel like marriage is just a piece of paper. So what are you, what would you say to that? Your pushback to that? I think that is, in the kindest of words, bullshit. <laughs> marriage is, yes, it's a contract that you make and it takes legalese and like attorneys to break up and whatnot. But marriage is a choice. Marriage is an intention. Marriage is something that if you want it to last the same way you want to graduate school, you want to have good relationships with your friends, you want to have nice things in your life. It's the same kind of choice that you're making. Um, you have to fight for it as much as you want to fight for a lot of money or stability or anything too. Um, people need to realize that marriage is something that like, you go into it in one way, like you start at your starting point, like if you're playing Monopoly, you start at go, and like every single day you have to go through choosing your marriage and like going, I'm going to choose my spouse. Like, no, I can't go hang out and do this. No, I can't go do this. No, I, I can go do this, but let me go check in with my spouse first to make sure that things like, things are okay with them. And I would say like, Vlad hangs out with his friends. He does what he wants. like. He just tells me like, hey, I'm gonna go do, do this. Do we have plans this day? No, we don't. Go hang go hang out, have fun. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't really care. Have at it. Right. Yeah. So I would say like, people need to realize that marriage is like, it's a support system. You get a whole new set of family. You get a whole new set of friends. You get a whole new set of just like perspectives. You're coming home to somebody every single day. And it's nice because you have support you have financial support you have emotional support like you make your marriage whatever you want it to be you know if you want it to be toxic by all means let it be toxic if you want it to be fun and fabulous and however you, you define that like it can be that you just have to want it like you have to set your intentions of however you want your relationship to be to be that you know like i feel like people think marriage is something that you see on TV and like, it's really not. Like our relationship when we started dating to what our marriage is, it's like very similar. Like we still do a lot of the same things. Mind you, we have no kids. So we're living this double income, no kids life. And we're like having a blast. Yeah, when we have I, kids, it's gonna it's be a whole other transition. You know, so I feel like- wait, wait. Save, 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 save the kids, save the kid part. That's the question I, coming I, up. I, I, I like a lot of stuff is going to change. Like we also are dealing with two different types of people. Like, I, like we both have strong family units when we both come from very, very like fobby households, like very Caribbean households too, to where like family is really big. So like you, like I talk to my mom all the time. I talk to my dad all the time. Vlad talks to his dad all the time too, his siblings, his cousins. So it's kind of like when one of us is going through something, we're all going through it. Like the amount of support that you get, the love that you get. I don't know, marriage is the fucking tits. Yeah. And I think it's great because like we, like him and I have so much fun, but it's like, it's because I like him as a human being 
first and then like everything else just falls into suit afterwards. Like I like sometimes he comes home and I'm just like, what about you today? And he's like, what? I'll, and I'd be like, yo, this funny thing happened. Like, let me tell you about it. It's like, he's my best friend. So like, I feel like I come home and I'm coming home to my best friend. Like marriage is just like, it's fun. It's wild. It's crazy. Like a lot of times it's fucking draining. There's times I want to fight him. Oh yeah. It, you know, it's like, it is Same every feeling. good and bad relationship that you've had, whether it's a friend, family member, whatever. It's all of that wrapped into one person. And I think people underestimate it. For yeah, sure. like it's a lot, it's it's a lot. It's beautiful, it's wonderful. Mind you, like I said, we don't have, we're in the honeymoon phase still. So I feel like a lot of what I'm saying like should be taken with the grain of salt because we haven't gone through anything detrimental yet. Absolutely. You know? Mm-hmm. So I would say like for more seasoned people who have been married for 40, 50 years, like there's still a lot that we could probably learn from them. Like we have couple friends who have been married for that long. Yeah. And there's things that they're telling us that we're just like, oh my God, how did you guys make it through that? And they're like, communication and prayer. Right. Yeah, and, and recommitting yeah. themselves to one another. Yeah, but I mean, to put my sentiments on it, I feel like this with marriage but, but, is- but, before 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 you put that before you add your thoughts because i think it's important that we explore your side of things as you know a black man who is now married i think um i want you to to give your answer and then like you know phrase it from the point of that there aren't many black men that decide to take the step up to be married you know so what what i guess in your experience as a black man what you know just try to frame the question that Burnett asked in that like to get perspective because I always have these kinds of conversations with Quentin about commitment and whatnot amongst black men nowadays so I'm very curious to see it you know from you as a black male that is within a marriage right now yeah I would say for me through my experience is this taking up more responsibility for my choices um that being said is the commitment factor I'm not perfect but when it comes to committing to someone is being responsible and be responsible of yourself, you know, not just going around like, like dogging other girls and just like um, speaking to someone that you're with saying, Ooh, like, like, I like that right there. You know, it's so. In- I mean, unless they're into that, like. I mean, of course, like yeah. If you're in the not like monogamous, the polyamorous. A polyamorous yeah, listen, I'm just saying, I'm about it all. Like, I'm not about it all, but do you? Like, but that's getting to know the type of person you're dealing with, whether that's like a hard stop for them or that's something that they want to explore. Completely different. But at least for me, I had to look at myself in terms of responsibility and the commitment that I'm putting myself in every single time. Wait, I have a follow-up question. Do you feel like you're responsible for me? I feel I'm responsible for myself first. Okay. 100%. Um, and being responsible for my, myself first is um, being, as a man, like a protector for you, but knowing that you're good within yourself, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so, when so, you're, I think- so you're saying more of like, if she needs backup, you're there. Like she can uh-huh. do it herself, but if it gets too out of hand and she needs backup, yeah, I'm there. I would uh-huh. say too, like to piggyback off of that, Quentin, uh-huh. like I'm very, very strong. And very, oh, I, like, I have a lot of fucking willpower. Like 
full attorney, everything. Like you go through the beat downs of law school to pass the bar, to do all that. Like I'm very, very, very strong. I can do a lot on my own, but it takes a very strong person to lead you. Mm-hmm. You know? So like, I feel like that's what Vlad needs to realize is that like, I'm letting him lead me because he's worthy of leading me, you know? Like he is my king and that's what he needs to do. Like he can, like he's somebody where he speaks very like little words, but when he does speak up, I listen because because that's just like what it is. Like as you all can tell, I'm the talker. He's yes. more of the listener. I'm more of the observant type. Yeah. No. So when he tells me no, I'm kind of like, okay, no, no, it's no. We'll have a conversation about it, but it's that like it's. I found somebody who's worthy of taking the reins, somebody that I trust to lead me around and to like have my back and whatnot, and that's part of it too like sometimes his friends will get wild and I'll look at them and I'll start coming at them and he and he'll sit back and go y'all brought this on yourself like you knew what you were mm-hmm. dealing with she 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 got it if you want don't don't come to me to bring her in y'all need to fight her yourself so it's like that's what I mean it's like it's nice to have somebody who's able to lead me in such a nice way like in a healthy way indeed um, at least, like, so back to your point. Yeah. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I, I like that this uh, stamp that, that you put on it, just in terms of um, showing that that you're you're a strong black woman, but you have an awareness for what I can bring to the table, mm-hmm. not just towards your life, but towards towards um, the partnership that we have. Mm-hmm. So it's going towards a greater good. Um, so that's the type of dynamic that we have going on, and at least that's the trajectory that we're. Yeah, but back going to just forward. this question of commitment. What do you think? Like, yes. <laughs> um, so with the commitment factor, I I just look at it. It's a continuation from what you set up in your relationship, um, and with that is brings responsibility. And there are far more benefits when you get into a marriage than just the negatives. At least in my in my book. Um, because it provides more security, creates more accountability for yourself. Um, and especially um, as someone that just uh, joined the military, Army National Guard, you know, they treat married couples far different than they do to just boyfriend, girlfriend. You know, when you talk about life insurances, when you talk about beneficiaries under health insurance, um, like, like you name it, you know, there's a higher regard when it comes to married couples. Um, but to upkeep that takes constant work over a lifetime because you know you're gonna go through valleys and, but you're gonna reach mountaintops. And whatever mountaintop you come from, best believe that's gonna prepare you for the next valley you wanna go through. So we're in the midst of it right now before kids, when we have kids, hell, I mean, our mindsets are gonna be in a different zone, but at least we have the maturity and the wisdom to deal with that. Whereas if it comes to single um, uh, single folks that just uh, co-create and have children, they may not have the maturity level to go through those crappy situations. Ooh, wait, let me pause because I don't like that. No, 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 no. Because there's some people who, who co-parent beautifully. Of course they do. I, I'm, I'm just I'm just generalizing here in the standpoint yeah, but of- like, no, that's no, no. so bad, but- Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, like, hear me out. Okay, okay. Elaboration. Um, I think it's, it's depending on who, who you are, if if you're from the standpoint of like, yeah, we're just like fuck buddies and yes, we have a child, but 
you two do not have the communication nor the camaraderie on how how to foster this life you know nine times out of ten it's not going to go that well unless you're putting willing to put in the work to improve upon it whereas those that have a situation like that and willing to have that camaraderie and do the best that you can you know there's going to be something positive to come out of it as you continue doing the work you know so commitment is 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 a beautiful thing it's hard work but it's something that doesn't stop like on its own or it once you stop when you get married when you get married it goes on for life you know especially like we're two products of parents that have been divorced i know for me i don't want to be a duplicate of my parents um and i know i'm not but i'm on the path where i'm making my own decisions and trying to hold myself responsible every day of what i'm doing to uphold that commitment and keep it up so that's the biggest takeaway that i have as like for all black um, men out there um that are in relationships or single um think about that uh, about what your intentions are who you're with and what you want to foresee out of it because if you want something for the better you got to look at yourself in the mirror hence michael jackson um, to make that change that, that, that you want in your life if it's not going that great. I'm sorry for his corniness, people. Hey, no, it, it's, it's fine. fine. Um, fine. We, we don't want to keep you guys too long, so we will wrap up soon. But okay. I do want to highlight one thing because both Jasmine and I are attorneys and we would be remiss if we did not just briefly touch on legal benefits. Like, Vlad did briefly kind of jump into some of it, but there is an interesting um it's an interesting point that if we look at other cultures or communities and jasmine you can attest to this when we we're in law school these people were like 19 years old 20 years old yep. and they were married or they were about to get married yeah they were doing this young they were like 21 19 through 21 around that time frame and a lot of these people were already married or engaged and the demographics was definitely different we were in des moines iowa in the midwest mm -hmm. And it's not always about the resources to get married because we're not saying everyone has to have a $20,000 wedding. I mean, you can simply go to the courthouse, get a marriage license and get mm -hmm. married. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't cost to get married. Well, but there, yeah. there, there's a perception in our community against it. But there are a lot of legal protections and just extra added on protections when there, you take that extra step. And there so there's, many. A reason, there's a reason why if we want to talk about Obergefell, there's a reason why certain groups are excluded from being married because yep. we know that there's protections and power in being married. Why is so it that, that society tried to keep certain groups of people from being married? So I don't want to, I could, I could give a lesson on this, but uh, I feel like I could have a separate conversation, but it is a whole thing. Like, yeah. especially with his military benefits, if something happens to him, I'm the one they call. Yeah. If he dies, I get everything. If, if I die, you're a girlfriend, if I was girlfriend or if I was even baby mama, I get nothing. Like the family doesn't have to talk to me. They don't have to deal with me. Like I get, I could have his kid. They don't need to deal. Like they don't need to deal with me. They need to deal with his child. And they can appoint a guardian for that child. And like, yes, I can still have my maternal rights, but at that point, then you can have grandparents, other parents, okay. other people come in and step in to be like, well, I want what my son, daughter, or whomever it is was supposed to be entitled to. So it's nice because like being married, like especially in North Carolina, we have dowry rights. 
um, down here, even if my name's not on stuff, I am automatically, because I am his wife, able to take anything, sign everything. I get half. If he divorces me, I automatically get half. Yeah. He can't sign away. I can't sign those away unless I sign something with a divorce attorney um, terminating my like my marital rights. So it's so beautiful when you get married because, yeah, it's a piece of paper, but it is so much work to undo that. Like, you get legal benefits. You get marital benefits. You get health insurance. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like, a whole lot. Yeah, like real estate property. I Like, you own all that stuff. Like, you... You own so much when you're married that you don't get. At the same time, a lot of people scan the system and you know they get like a lot of government assistance when they're not married because if they have a kid, they can do what they need to do. So like, I respect the hustle also, but I don't know, being married, I'm just, I look at people, I go, I have his last name now. You have to come to me. It's, it's the Michelles for me. <laughs> yeah. Um. We always love to wrap up our sessions with a fun follow-up question. I, I really want to save this question for last because I think it's a real good highlight into just the future. So mm -hmm. please tell me, what is next for the lovely Michelles? Uh, let's see. Next. I mean, you already touched base on it. Yes. Next. So we are hoping to start having kids in the next couple years like you know we're trying i would love to have a kid this year but you know that is between god and like my womb hopefully we get blessed with one at some point because i would love to start having kids um so i would say kids house and like starting to like save for our future is what's next yeah. you know first one is deaf kid house because people are trying to buy out here trying to like reinvest in ourselves and have that longevity type of wealth. So there's that. Um, me move forward with the military and see mm -hmm. what that provides for the two of us. It is a huge change, um, but um, opens doors to a whole network of people, not only for me, but for her as well. Yeah, I was like, we have what, two months until you go to boot camp? Uh, just about, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on today to share, you know, open up and we really appreciate having you guys. You guys are really insp inspirational. And I, I, like I said, I know I'm gonna listen to this episode. I'm serious. I'm probably gonna play this a few times. Cause I mean, it's a lot of gems wrapped up in here. It was not that long of a time, but you know, you always wanna study people who are at where you want to be in life. And you can't mm -hmm. listen to the people who are not. So it makes no sense for me to try to consult my single friends and like they don't have any idea what it takes to be married. Like, so I'm- No a, offense to you, Justin. I mean- <laughs> It's no offense, but- How are they single? If they're single and they've been divorced, girl, listen to them. Cause my I mean, mom be dropping gems. I, I get that. But you know, sometimes like, it's like having a business and you're talking to someone who's never had one. I'm not listening to you. You're gonna mm -hmm. operate off of fear. And you're going to try to stifle me from being somewhere where I would like to go. So I'm going to always listen to this and always highlight this episode. This is probably one of my favorite episodes this season. Um, but I'm super excited. Oh, I appreciate oh, thank that. You, thank you. I mean, for all of you, life is what you make it. So if you want something, go after it. Indeed. Don't be scared. Fear is something that people live in way too much. 
and we do a lot of things because we're afraid. And it holds so you if, back. Yeah, so if you let go of that fear and like have that fear motivate you to your next step, you, you'll be surprised at the incredible things that you can do. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, once again, we thank you so, so, so much for sharing your love, your expertise, your beautiful union with us. Thank you for being part of our series of Black History Month curated content. This has been your lovely host, Justin Burnett and Q on Taking Chances Podcast. We'll see you soon. See ya. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.